Hello, introverted entrepreneurs and leaders. I am Patience Sukumbono, and I'm here to guide you on a transformational journey. If you have ever felt the fear of stepping into your leadership potential, battling self-doubt or struggling with overthinking, and the fear of being in the limelight, you are definitely in the right place. Together, we'll explore your unique strengths, help you create a presence in the marketplace, and build profitable, impactful businesses. We'll navigate the pathway to leadership, wealth, freedom, and confidence. Join me as we embrace the power of introversion, develop unwavering confidence, and transform your quiet strength into powerful impact. It's time for introverted women to rise, and it starts right here. Let's dive in. Welcome to a two-part episode of Quietly Confident Introvert, where I'll be talking about three inspiring introvert wealth creation stories. Welcome back to Quietly Confident Introvert. I hope you had a wonderful time with family and you're looking forward to what 2024 would bring. I'm really excited because usually when you make a journey and you have seen what has gone before, it is what you call hindsight. You can now use it to project into the future for foresight. And that means that you start every new year thinking about possibilities. So I hope that you're thinking about your possibilities and not your impossibilities. It's just a shift in the use of words, isn't it? Take out the I am and leave the P and start off from there in 2024. So welcome to Quietly Confident Introvert, the show, the podcast show that provides you with insights, tips, and strategies to thrive as an introvert. And I would love to start this year by talking about a topic that has not always been a comfortable topic for me, and it is wealth creation. So we shall be looking at the three inspiring introvert creation stories and lessons that I have learned over the years and people that from people that I admire. So we will be looking at exploring that world of abundance where introversion becomes a superpower that you can use in your own financial empowerment. I'm sure you'll be thinking, what's the difference between introverts and extroverts? Well, for starters, if you look among the top 10 of the richest people in the world, there are quite a few that are introverts there. You have the Bill Gates, the Oprah, or Oprah Winfrey. You have Elon Musk. You have all these people, Warren Buffett. You have all these people who are in the top, and they have publicly been known to be introverts. So there is hope. And why did I say so uncomfortable? For those who are seeing me on video, you'll notice that I'm wearing my uh, T-shirt today. Uh, Like I said in one of the other episodes, I love to wear things that inspire me. I love to put them on my my chest and on my heart because it just... It just sends a message there to what I'm trying to accomplish from my heart to my head because I'm a highly, what you call HSP, highly sensitive people. So um, there's a tendency for me to operate more from my heart than from my head. However, you know, I love to use my head. And today we're going to look at not just the heart, but the head. And we're going to talk about wealth creation because 
it's very it's a very important uh, topic. It's also very important to recognize that those who are highly sensitive, those who want to change the world, those who want to make a difference, sometimes are not great at really going after that wealth creation with a lot of zeal because you know it's not what motivates them. However, without creating wealth, you cannot give what you don't have. So for me, this is the motivation for sharing this as part of my podcast today to encourage introverts to step out there and begin to see ways of creating wealth. And we shall look at the lessons. I can provide some recommendations and some tools that you can go and read. And it might not be what you think. The other thing to realize is that wealth is not always just confined to money. I think the poorest people are those that only have money. You have to have more than money to feel wealthy because wealth is a combination of what you can afford and having the things you cannot afford but that you've created in your life that enhance your life and give you fulfillment. That to me is wealth. So uh, basically, I would want you to generate that kind of wealth, that holistic wealth in your life. And that's what we shall be diving in and talking about today. Maybe probably uh, a much longer episode than I usually do. And also looking at some notes because I want to share some facts, some figures and some resources with you. So I started to think more about this in 2023 when I went for a friend's funeral. Now, a friend, a friend's husband, basically, but he Uh, I was closer to the wife than I was to him. And uh, he died in his mid-50s. And he had lived a very purposeful life. So as I sat there at his funeral, all I could think about was my own life and my own legacy. And going back to my own journey that I'm making. And maybe I haven't said it before, but one of the key things that motivates me every day is the fact that my personal purpose statement is to live and to leave a legacy of wealth for future generations and to help other women to do the same. So I always encourage my clients to have a business purpose statement and a personal purpose statement and to figure out that is where the core of your why usually lies within that. And when I'm talking about the stories that will inspire us today, you understand why. So basically, sitting down there, I started to think about that. And I started to think about how much am I focused on this world creation in a way that will achieve the goals that I want to achieve, especially knowing that those goals are bigger than me. (laughs) And I want to leave something significant for my children, for everybody around me. So that was something that I started to think about. Now, why is this relating more to introverts rather than extroverts? And how do I relate it? After all, extroverts too love to create wealth. So it's not just introverts. The key lies in the motivation and where motivation comes from. So we know that a lot of times introverts look inwards for what motivates, for what um, drives their passion because that's how we are wired, to look more inwards, to be more introspective. And extroverts look more outwards and look for that outward gratification, that outward motivation. So it's the intrinsic, which is the internal motivation, and the extrinsic, which is the external motivation. And for introverts, lean more towards the internal. 
And therefore, it's nice to know that despite that, you know, introverts can still take risks because usually it's the thrill of the risk <laughs> versus the reward that drives extroverts a lot more. And introverts are a lot more cautious. That doesn't mean that they can't take risks. That doesn't mean that they can't get rewards from taking risks. So basically, if you look at the top 10%, if you look at the top richest people in the world, like I said, 60% are introverts. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's there to say that they are mostly men, though. So there is still work for us women to do to get to that very, very top level. And when you look at what gives them that motivation, a lot of their stories would show you that the internal desire to accomplish a goal and the sheer challenge and enjoyment of the task and the satisfaction of seeing it through is one of those great things that really, really made a difference to their, their, their wealth creation. The ability to persevere and see things through is one of those superpowers that you can say that introverts also have because taking the time to think things through, they're able to get, get to that perseverance to find the answers. And that is why many times, because the kind of wealth creation that that leads you to the top usually takes time, it takes patience, it takes endurance, it takes perseverance. And these are qualities that introverts tend to have more than extroverts. So hence why, you know, we can say that we have some qualities and some superpowers that we can use. So like I said, I would look at some notes, share some stories with you today. And I have three ways of wanting you to look at wealth. I want you to look at wealth from the holistic perspective, from the abundance perspective, and from the capabilities perspective. You know, the holistic perspective is to look at all of your life and feel that you're living a wealthy life in general. The relationships you have, the love that you can't buy, but you get freely, the health that despite all your money, you would not have been able to buy, but you are able to have it and you are blessed by having it. That's looking at health from a holistic point of view. Looking at wealth from a holistic point of view. Then let's look at wealth from an abundance point of view. When you're looking at wealth from an abundance point of view, is having more than enough to satisfy your own needs, so much so that you are then able to bless other people, to give other people what they need. And I realized that being somebody who, who is a giver, even the deficiency in my life when it comes to giving things that are not money. So if I have time deficiency because I'm over giving to others and I've not created that time capacity in my life, then I can't regard myself as wealthy. This is another way that I look at wealth creation. And you need to have that ability to generate abundance of time, abundance of freedom to be able to give other people. And the last one is then looking at wealth in terms of abundance of capacity. So you have that capacity to do more, to be more, and, you know, to make more of a difference in the world. So you are not just thinking about your own things that you're doing. That is when you can stretch it to talk about legacy. So let's look at the three different things that I believe that are essential and let's link up inspiring stories, like I said, to add to it. The first one that I believe that is essential is mindset, the mindset that you need, the mindset to be able to generate the wealth and create the wealth that you desire. So let's look at that from uh, the perspective of 
mindset. And we want to talk about abundant thinking, abundant thinking. My recommended uh, book when it comes to mindset is a book that I have read, I have masterminded with clients on and it's changed their life. And it's a book by my mentor, uh, John Maxwell, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I cannot recommend that book enough. Each of those law, laws helps you to expand your thinking. So one of the stories I want to share and one of the people that inspire me when it comes to world creation around mindset is J.K. Rowling. So J.K. Rowling is currently what uh, an estimated 850 million. And we know that Basically, she tells the story of how she started, and she's very popularly known to say that it was by hitting rock bottom, rock bottom became the place from which she built her wealth. And for you to use rock bottom as a way to build your wealth, that requires mindset shift. That requires a growth mindset. That requires seeing your circumstances and your challenges, not as barriers, but as chances for change. I always say challenges are chances for change. Three C's. If you forget anything, remember that. Challenges are chances for change. Write it somewhere and put it there because it's through your challenges that you stretch your capabilities and you grow. And even in the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, one of the chapters to read there uh, critically is the law of expansion that has, uh, and the law of the rubber band. Those are really great chapters to read when it comes to thinking about world creation. So what's the story of J.K. Rowling? Let me let me share a bit. So she, she began writing novels while working as a temp, although they were never published. And then in 1990, she planned to move with, move with her boyfriend to Manchester and frequently took long train trips to visit. In the mid-1990s, she was on a train delayed by four hours from Manchester to London when she developed that Harry Potter character. Having no pen and paper, she allowed herself to fully explore the characters and their story in her imagination. Guess what? She's an introvert. And they say that uh, introvert's mind is full of imagination is full of answers to questions so she used her introvert strength of imagination and then when she reached her flat she began to write the other thing that motivated her was the time in her life when it was a year of misery and her mother died of multiple sclerosis so she used the harry potter books as fuel as being very much affected by the loss that she was experiencing in her personal life. As a result of all this, she took the pain and she took the times of, you know, <laughs> that she was wasting. She decided not to waste the time in her life that she had. So she took that and she used it. So for me, it's about thinking in terms of the story of her life shaped who she became and the resources that she used. But also we know that the story of Harry Potter is based around losing loved ones and pain. I didn't know that because I was stopping my children from reading it when they were younger, but but my daughter grew up, she spent her own money to buy the books. And she said to me, it's about loss and how you handle loss in your life. That's where mindset comes in. But the thing with 
recognizing that a lot of our money stories, a lot of our wealth barriers come from ingrained stories and things that happened within our past, within our childhood, the way that people around us have managed money, have used money, those are ingrained in your subconscious and you then need to work to get rid of it. And also, what are some of the signs that you don't have the right kind of mindset when it comes to developing your wealth and creating wealth? Here are some of those telltale signs. Fear that you don't have enough resources and will never have enough. So if you are very scarcity minded, that is something that will hinder you and a mindset that will stop you from creating wealth. So you always hold rather than be very more open to investing. You have a fear of loss, so you refuse to take risk. You have guilt about having more than others. And so, (laughs) you know, you stop yourself from creating more. But if you have more than others, it creates capacity for you to be able to give more than others would give and to make a difference. And then if you have fear of competition, when people take things or when people do things, you feel as there is scarcity in the world, there is not enough to go around. And those are some of the telltale signs that you are living in a world of scarcity and you need to change your mindset. So apart from the mindset of how do you turn your challenges into chances for change, how do you look at your mindset in terms of the access that you have to things? Over the years, I have developed this mindset that I don't have to be a millionaire to access the things that I want in life. I just have to know what I desire. And then I look at the possibilities around me. Who is going to help me get it? Or how am I going to make the opportunity to get it? I'll give you a great example. Uh, Two years ago, I was at at a, a training, a sales training with a guy. And he said, what is the one desire that you want? I said, I know Or what is the one upward desire that you want that people don't know about you? And I said, really, many people want to buy a jet, but I want to buy a yacht. Uh, I want to go on the water because I love water. And he said, that's not far-fetched. I have a yacht. And I was like, you do? Wow. And he said, yes, I do. And it doesn't cost as much as you think. And when he said that, I was glad that I mentioned this thing that looks so far-fetched because recently, obviously, you know, Jeff Bezos just bought uh, a yacht or built one (laughs) that is, you know, incomparable to anything that anyone else has. But I just wasn't aiming for that. I just wanted to start from a place where I had something, could go on water, and anytime I wanted, I could just get in it and go there. And for me, being, you know, <laughs> uh, someone who doesn't go on water as much, that was like a surprising desire. When he said that, I began to think, yeah, you know, the possibilities are there. So after that conversation, my my mind opened up to the possibility that this is closer than I think. I don't have to be a millionaire. This person has not claimed to be a millionaire, but he has something that I have desired. So that's why as well, you need to get around the right people, isn't it? And have the right conversations. I then went to Isle of Wight with my husband. And at Isle of Wight, we usually stay by the lake. And there is a walk that takes me about an hour to and fro to go. And when I stretched myself to go once, I noticed that people had a lot of yaches parked on the harbor and things like that. So 
The next time, after I had this conversation, I went to Isle of Wight. I went to on a walk there, and I noticed that some of the yachts were for sale. <laughs> and guess what? Some were saying five thousand. Some were saying ten thousand. You know, they are reachable. They are affordable for the ordinary person. I never tuned my mind to that at all. I used to look at it like that wasn't something that I could ever uh, I could attain until I had started looking at millions. But there are so many possibilities. So mindset is a key part. Like I said, 15 invaluable laws of growth. That's a good resource for you. Get it this year and have a read because you're going to develop from the inside out. You're going to understand how you stand in your own way from generating that increase in your life. Here is a quote that I really like, and it's by Wallace D. Wattles, and it says, by maintaining a clear mental image of your goals and desires, you can attract the people, circumstances, and resources necessary to achieve them. So that is another book that is worth reading when it comes to world creation, and it's, Wallace D. Wattles is the author of The Science of Getting Rich, and he actually helps a lot when it comes to looking at the scarcity mindset. The second M, so I'm talking about mindset now. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about the, the other. That was part one of three inspiring introvert wealth creation stories. Join me in part two next week. Don't miss it. Tune in. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Quietly Confident Introverts. If you found today's discussion valuable, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower introverted women leaders. Remember, you can also connect with me, Patience Sukumbono, at The Visionary Introverted Woman, where we are dedicated to helping you discover your inner strength and lead with purpose. Stay true to your vision. Embrace your introverted superpowers and let's make a lasting impact together. Until next time, stay confidently introverted.